Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 1. And there is a word of Jehovah unto me, saying, 2. What to you, ye, using this simile concerning the ground of Israel, saying, Fathers do eat unripe fruit, and the son's teeth are blunted. 3. I live an affirmation of the Lord Jehovah. Ye have no more the use of this simile. The people had a saying that when a father eats green fruit, the son's teeth are sensitive to it. This means that a son gets punished for his father's sins. Sometimes it seems like that because when our parents sin, it affects our lives greatly and it feels like we're getting punished for their sins in a temporal or physical way, but in the spirit, we're not getting condemned at all. Even though our parents' sins might cause us a lot of grief in this life, they won't cost us our eternal soul. The Lord is going to explain to Ezekiel and the people that he only punishes people eternally for their own sins, never for somebody else's sins. We might suffer in the temporal world because somebody did sinful acts, but on Judgment Day, we'll only be judged for our own sins, not that other person's. 4. Lo, all the souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son, they are mine. The soul that is sinning, it doth die. God says, only those who have unrepentant sin will face eternal death, which is hell. All of our souls live forever, but if you go to hell, it will feel like death. It certainly won't feel like life for anybody who is in the lake of fire. 5. And a man, when he is righteous and hath done judgment and righteousness. 6. On the mountains he hath not eaten, and his eyes he hath not lifted up unto idols of the house of Israel and the wife of his neighbor defiled not, and to a separated woman cometh not near. 7. A man he doth not oppress, his pledge to the debtor he doth return, plunder he doth not take away, his bread to the hungry he doth give, and the naked doth cover with a garment. 8. In usury he doth not give, and increase taketh not, from perversity he turneth back his hand, True judgment he doth between man and man. The Lord is saying that if there is such a man that never goes on a man-made hill to worship a false idol, and he never commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, and he never sleeps with a woman who is separated from her husband and not divorced, he doesn't oppress the poor or take advantage of them, he doesn't keep collateral if it will harm another individual's survival. And he doesn't rob anyone or extort. He gives food to people who are hungry, and he gives clothes to people who are naked, and he doesn't ask for interest when he gives money to somebody, and he doesn't plan to do evil things to other people. The judgments that he makes are honest. For instance, he's an honest employer, so the Lord is talking about a righteous man. Verse 9, In my statutes he doth walk, and my judgments he hath kept, to deal truly. Righteous is he, he surely liveth, an affirmation of the Lord Jehovah. 
the Lord says that if this man lives righteously, he will save his own soul. He won't be killed in the Lord's wrath. The Lord is promising that if there are any righteous men in Jerusalem, they will not be killed by the Babylonians or taken as slaves. He is promising mortal safety to people in Jerusalem who are righteous, and there is very, very few of them. But this is also a metaphor for Judgment Day. Very few people will be saved because very few people will repent of their sins and follow Jesus and walk in righteousness by faith. But he will save everybody who repents and follows Jesus. 10. And he hath begotten a son, a burglar, a shedder of blood, and he hath made a brother of one of these. 11. And he all those hath not done, for even on the mountains he hath eaten, and the wife of his neighbor he hath defiled. 12. The afflicted and needy he hath oppressed, plunder he hath taken violently away, a pledge he doth not return, and unto the idols he hath lifted up his eyes, abomination he hath done. 13. In usury he hath given, and increase taken, and he liveth, he doth not live, all these abominations he hath done, he doth surely die, his blood is on him. The Lord says, Now if this righteous man has a son who lives the opposite way, and this son kills people, robs from people, worships demons on the pagan man-made hills, and eats the sacrificed animals that are sacrificed to demons, sleeps with his neighbor's wife, and takes advantage of poor people, and doesn't give poor people their collateral back when they need it, and forces people to pay interest to him if he gives them a loan, and extorts from people, that man will die, and his blood will be on his own head. If the righteous man lives righteously, the Lord will save him in Jerusalem. But if he has a son who lives like a devil, then the Lord will not save that son, and that son will die. This is also a metaphor for Judgment Day. We will all be judged according to our own sins, not the sins of our parents or our children. So if we ourselves lived righteously, then we will live. And you can only live righteously by faith in Jesus Christ, because none of us can make ourselves righteous. But by faith, Jesus makes us righteous with his power. But if we choose not to walk by faith and instead violate the commandments of God, then we will experience eternal damnation. 14. And, lo, he hath begotten a son, and he seeth all the sins of his father that he hath done, and he feareth and doth not do like them. 15. On the mountains he hath not eaten, and his eyes he hath not lifted up unto idols of the house of Israel, and the wife of his neighbor he hath not defiled. 16. A man he hath not oppressed, a pledge he hath not bound, and plunder he hath not taken away. His bread to the hungry he hath given, and the naked he covered with a garment. 17. From the afflicted he hath turned back his hand, usury and increase, he hath not taken. My judgments he hath done, in my statutes he hath walked, 
He doth not die for the iniquity of his father. He doth surely live. Now if the grandson, who is the son of the wicked man, looks at his father's sins and decides not to live like his father and turns to righteousness, and this grandson does not go to the pagan man-made hills to sacrifice to animals and worship idols, he doesn't commit adultery with his neighbor's wife, he doesn't oppress the poor or refuse to give back collateral when it's needed, he doesn't steal from his neighbors, he feeds the hungry and he gives clothes to those who need clothing, he doesn't give out loans for interest, he does take care of anyone who's oppressed, and he obeys the commandments of God, that man will be saved. The Lord is saying, from generation to generation, each individual person is responsible for their own sins, and no one else's. And this also goes for the people in Jerusalem. The Lord is saying, those who walk in righteousness, he will save from the destruction of the Babylonian army. But those who walk in evil and they continue sinning will not be saved. 18. His father because he used oppression, did violently plunder a brother, and that which is not good did in the midst of his people, and lo, he is dying in his iniquity. Iniquity means sin, and this says that the righteous man's father will die because of his sins, but the grandson, the righteous man, won't die. 19. And ye have said, Wherefore hath not the son, born of the iniquity of the father, and the Son judgment and righteousness hath done, all my statutes he hath kept, and he doeth them, he surely liveth. The Lord is affirming again that whoever follows his commandments will live. If the grandson lives righteously, he won't suffer for the sins of his father. 20. The soul that doth sin, it doth die. A son doth not bear the iniquity of the father, and a father doth not bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous is on him, and the wickedness of the wicked is on him. The Lord says, if you sin, it's on you, but if you walk in righteousness, it's also on you. This same promise is in the book of Deuteronomy. We've already read it before. But the Lord is restating it again in the book of Ezekiel, so that everyone understands. In the temporal world, which is the physical world that we live in, we do suffer for other people's sins. If we're in their household, their sins will affect us. But our soul isn't going to be punished for the other person's sins. On Judgment Day, we only get judged by what we do. 21. And the wicked, when he turneth back from all his sins that he hath done, and he hath kept all my statutes, and hath done judgment and righteousness, he doth surely live, he doth not die. The Lord says, if there's an evil man in Jerusalem right now, but he repents of all of his sins and follows me, and starts obeying my commandments, then he will live, I will not let him die. So the Lord even says that you can repent in this very moment, and I will forgive you. This also is true for us today. Even if we lived the last 40 years like devils, and we hurt many people, we can repent this very moment, 
And that means that you're genuinely sorry and that you make a commitment never to do those things again. 22. All his transgressions that he hath done are not remembered to him. In his righteousness that he hath done, he liveth. 23. Do I at all desire the death of the wicked? An affirmation of the Lord Jehovah. Is it not in his turning back from his way, and he hath lived? The Lord says, I don't really want to condemn anyone. I want to forgive. And if any evil man turns back to me and starts obeying my commandments, I will forgive him. 24. And in the turning back of the righteous from his righteousness, and he hath done perversity, according to all the abominations that the wicked hath done, he doth, thus he liveth, all his righteousness that he hath done are not remembered, for his trespass that he hath trespassed, and for his sin that he hath sinned, for them he doth die. If a man in Jerusalem has been righteous his entire life, but now he turns to sin and starts disobeying my commandments, then he will die, I will judge him, and his soul will face punishment. All of this was stated in Deuteronomy as well. This is part of the Levitical law, and he's restating it to the Israelites of Ezekiel's time because they had forgotten that they would each get punished for their own individual sin. A lot of them probably felt secure if they had a righteous grandfather or a righteous father, but they had no reason to be secure if they didn't walk in righteousness. And the Lord also says, that if they had been walking in righteousness and then they turned to evil and wickedness and ceased to obey his commandments, they would lose their salvation and be judged. This is another one of the many hundreds of Bible verses that tell us that we can lose our salvation. The people who believe in eternal security base all of that on just one or two verses in the Bible that are taken out of context. But when you read the entire Bible, there are hundreds of Bible verses that tell us that we can definitely and most certainly lose our salvation if we turn back to sin willingly and turn our backs on the Lord. This is another confirmation that we can lose our salvation. 25. And ye have said, not pondered is the way of the Lord. Here, I pray you, O house of Israel, my way, is it not pondered? Are not your ways unpondered? They also had another saying that God doesn't think clearly. And he's saying, isn't it you who don't think clearly? I think clearly. The Lord has good reasons for everything that he does. It is good that he forgives people when they repent. And it's good that he condemns people when they turn back to sin and they turn their backs on him. He thinks very clearly about what he's doing, and it's not random at all. 26. In the turning back of the righteous from his righteousness, and he hath done perversity, and he is dying by them for his perversity, that he hath done, he dieth. The Lord says again, If a righteous man becomes perverted, and starts sinning, he will die. Now this is talking about the death of the soul. This means eternal condemnation. But it's also talking specifically about the people in Jerusalem saying 
that if anybody is righteous at that moment, but they turn back to sin, they're going to die when the Babylonians come and take control of the city. 27. And in the turning back of the wicked from his wickedness that he hath done, and he doth judgment and righteousness, he his soul doth keep alive. If the wicked repent of their sins today, they will be forgiven and saved. 28. And he seeth and turneth back, and from his transgressions that he hath done, he doth surely live, he doth not die. Surely means this is set in stone. The Lord isn't going to change his mind, and it will always be his law. So this law is for you and me today as well. When Jesus came, he said he came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, which means the law is eternal and it will stand forever. 29. And the house of Israel have said, Not pondered is the way of the Lord. My ways, are they not pondered? O house of Israel, are not your ways unpondered? This chapter is reading a little bit like a song because there's some repeat, but repeat helps people to remember, and that's why the Lord repeats himself. This is going to be spoken out loud, and it will be easy to remember because of the repeating verses. So here again the Lord says, I'm the one who thinks clearly and does things for a good reason. You, O Israelites, are the ones who aren't thinking. Because they thought that they could sin whenever they wanted to. And this is true of Christians today. They think, oh, I've gone to church my whole life. I read a couple of Bible verses. I said amen at the dinner table. I prayed at the ball game. So therefore, I can sin all I want, because I also said the salvation prayer, and therefore I'm saved for life. But the Bible says over and over throughout the Old and New Testament that we get judged by what we do, and we get judged by whether or not we obey the Lord's commandments. It does take faith to obey the Lord's commandments, and that's thoroughly explained in the New Testament. But if you are living a life of sin, you don't have faith. Some people think that because they believe they're saved, that's faith. But that's worthless faith if it isn't true. Just because I believe that I'm Donald Duck doesn't make it true. So if I really believe I'm Donald Duck, that's worthless faith. It's based on a fantasy. The Bible tells us that if we don't follow the Lord, that's evidence that we're not saved because his children know him and listen to him and follow him. 30. Therefore, each according to his way, I judge you, O house of Israel, an affirmation of the Lord Jehovah. Turn ye back, yea, turn yourselves back from all your transgressions, and iniquity is not to you for a stumbling block. He says, don't let sin be a stumbling block. Don't let sin keep you from being forgiven. Repent and follow me. 31. Cast from off you all your transgressions, by which ye have transgressed, and make to you a new heart, a new spirit. And why do ye die, O house of Israel? He's pleading with the people, saying, Why do you want to die? Why do you want to be condemned? Repent and follow me so that I can forgive you, and then you won't die. The Lord wants to forgive. 32. For I have no pleasure in the death of the dying, an affirmation of the Lord Jehovah, and turn ye back and live. 
He says, I want to forgive people. He wants to be with us forever in heaven. But heaven is a holy place, and no filthy people will be there. If our life is covered in sin, that means that it's filthy, and we won't go into that holy kingdom. We have to prepare ourselves for that kingdom by repenting and following the Lord. And that concludes Ezekiel chapter 18.